This is Managing Mayhem. Presented by Two Lawyers and a Layman. Because good intentions are not a legal defense. Hello and welcome to Managing Mayhem with Patty, Jeff, and Jack. What's going on, everybody? What's happening? What's happening? Hey, not much. Doing great though over here. How are you guys? Good. Hey. Good, good, good. Doing great. Waking Doing... up. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we're talking about Monday morning mug shots. I think this is really interesting. And this is really when you know your employees had a good weekend, right? <laughs> Too good. So Too good sometimes weekend. <laughs> mug shots just come specifically in Monday morning sometimes. Uh, it's like after a weekend. Unfortunately, they come all days of the week, but they really come in hot on Mondays because of the weekend festivities. Right. And what happens is okay. a lot of people they get booked in some point over the weekend and then they don't have an arraignment for the judge to decide if they're going to release them or not or put a bond until monday and so usually so they have to be there until they're arraigned in court on monday okay there's a lot of buildup over the weekend and so monday arraignments <laughs> yeah, like a lot are of usually... big, e- big, big email coming in they have, right they have, they have a lot no of whammy, downtime. no whammy no whammy no whammy no <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. What do, what does a boss do if they have people that come up on they come up on a booking sheet? Is that what you said? Or is it a first, website? Yeah, or is first, it like where do they Yeah, how do they find out, right? That's Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like who notifies companies? Well, usually how people find out, first off, a lot of counties they'll actually post the mugshots in the arraignment list. And so you can go just go on their website and find out who's, oh, the, who's being... Su- such a nice public service. Right, yeah, right. Truly, you know, though. <laughs> and, who had a, yeah, who had a good time this weekend and who right, to steer right. clear from? <laughs> Beck hasn't checked in. I'm going to just type in adacountybooking.com. That's not the website, but... <laughs> I love I love the assumption that that Becca is not there because most likely jail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you know, if you're, if, just, if, my if, gut if, is telling me. You know, if your first check, check is to look at the booking.com versus a yeah. welfare check to their emergency <laughs> right. contact, that says something about yeah. your staff or your perspective uh-huh. on your staff. <laughs> right. So that's not super common. What's more common is employees are talking about it, right? Right. They're gossiping. Oh, okay. You know, they heard from a friend. Someone called someone to tell them what the mother told them. Or they read it in the paper. They're sometimes okay, so they that, in the paper. So most likely, yeah, they're going to hear it from... They're not expecting anyone to right. be in jail. I, I so think they're the, just going to hear it from people talking. The third way that you hear it is when... Becca's mother calls or Becca's right. friend and says, Becca's, she's not well today, but she can't call you. But, you know, or, or they yeah. say they've been arrested, but usually there's a white lie in there. Yeah. Trying to save face. She's lost her cell phone. <laughs> and is also lost. She is lost. You know, I have a lot of clients that actually do go on those public websites if they if they hear rumors about an right. arrest, if they call them and they, they can't get a hold of them. What happens is exactly what Patty's saying. There's usually whisperings about <laughs> why Becca is not present. And then you, you look it up. Okay. You know what's kind of interesting is a mugshot is one thing on the internet that doesn't go away. Like you can Google people and they could have been arrested 10 years ago and that mugshot, <laughs> and that mugshot is shot. still there. It's really interesting to me. What do you do as a manager when you get that call? That someone's either in jail or you overhear that people are talking about. The first thing I would do is ask the person who's telling me, how do you 
how did you get this information? Where'd you right. come from? You want to verify it to make yeah, sure okay. it's not just gossip. Well, I assume it's Becca. <laughs> so that's yeah. what Becca usually is when she's not here on right. Monday. Um, and, right. and they will typically be candid with you and say, well, Becca told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she shot me a text message or his mother or I saw it in the paper or I saw it on a public website. You want to verify that information. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so you check it out. You say like, okay, I'm doing my sleuthing. Becca's in jail. We we confirm in- her location. She's not at her workstation. She's in jail. She's in jail. Right. So now what do I do? Well, the next thing so, I okay, would do not she's not she's not able to come to work. So that's the first problem. Well, just attendance. The next thing I do is look at my personnel file and see if she has used her get out of jail free card from Monopoly that we give to everyone at the beginning of right. employment. Right. And if you don't, and that does save a lot. Jack <laughs> is like what? I was gonna say, as part good, of Management Northwest and Southwest Services, we recommend <laughs> handing all. Cl- all of your employees, one get out of jail free card when they're signing their I nines, just so they know you're on their side, right? But you said it. The first problem is they're not there, right? That's that's yeah. issue number one, and that's the same as if they're not there for any for other, other reasons. Reason. If they're not contacting you or able to contact you, then that's a problem. And most companies have policies saying you got to call in, you have to notify us within a certain time period. And so they're immediately mm-hmm. in violation of that, right? And their mom right. calling. And the reason why I say moms is because from my time as a public defender, moms, I mean, moms are heroes across the board, <laughs> but they are the first call for most people who get arrested. <laughs> Aside from the love and care that they provide, yes. everyone, <laughs> everyone only knows their mom's number, <laughs> right? They don't know anyone else's number. <laughs> and so by heart, yeah. by heart, like, right? They're... Their cell phone is gone. They know one number, and it's their mom. <laughs> if I looked at it, like a black dial-up phone, I would just go, "Oh God!" It's like you have one call. Mom. It's like I can think of my like junior high These friends' n- number <laughs> yeah. and my mom's hey, number. And your mother, phone. your mother will always forgive you. You know, mother, unconditional yeah. love. Only, uh, only a face a mother could love. You right. know, and um, so moms, truly. moms, they will call. Also, and yeah, they're, they're they're helping their child out. If a parent does call and says that their child isn't going to be in for work, does does that count? Like, does that excuse them? Probably 99% of policies, yeah. no. Call-in policies typically require the individual themselves to call right. in and that they can't okay. even text. They have to call unless there are extenuating circumstances like they are in the hospital. But the jail hos- is not. The hospital. The jail yeah. is not the Damn hospital. <laughs> now, maybe if there's... I had one that they were in the jail hospital because they resisted I was say, arrest. I mean, the so. nurse's station. <laughs> the nurse's station in jail. Yeah. So... I recommend that you first, after you confirm it or verify it, or even if you can't verify it and they're just gone, you're going to enforce your call-in policy. Absolutely. And also, a lot of people have a no-call, no-show policy, meaning if they don't call at all for one day or two days, they're out. Now, I hate to think that you're not going to do some welfare check if someone is just not calling in, Um, but... Oh, so that's if someone just, like, disappears. Blows blows you off. Yeah, Yeah. completely blows you off, not talking anything. Okay. Um, so sometimes your easiest path to dealing with someone who's been arrested is to go through that either no call, no show, or the failure to follow the call in. And you can discipline up to termination for that because right. it mm-hmm. gets a lot trickier when you start navigating Getting the actual the arrest in, the, in right. the weeds. Not literally the weed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he said getting into the weed, like as well, it might, it might have been one too, right? <laughs> <laughs> could have caused it, could help it. Um, 
You know, and, and as you talk about getting into the weeds, there's this initial, the person's not there, and then they ultimately get out. Then you have yeah. to deal with the complexity of someone who's been arrested, and you actually right. have to navigate that, and that's where like, it gets much more complex than just a, a no-call, no-show. That's why Patty's saying that's the simplest part. Right. Right. They're not guilty at this time. But mm. you're not going to find it until proven guilty. Right. And you're not going to find right. out you're not going to find out the result like the jury trial result until right. way later down the road. But you have to address the, the situation in the moment. And you're thinking yeah. about your, your right. company so, and less about whether they're innocent or not. You're just trying to navigate this issue. OK, so let's say somebody does get arrested over the weekend. They're not convicted of anything. Does the employer have like a legal right to get involved with it no it's, that's a great question we get asked that all the time where people are like well right. i'm innocent until proven guilty and so you can't do anything right um you right. Know, I, it's it's i'm untouchable you have to let me right. get back to work until well, even, this matter resolves itself right and even mm. employers think that some employers think well they're innocent until proven guilty and so we're not going to touch it because you know there's no final resolution is that not how it works no <laughs> because no. okay under osha which is the safety agency um, for mm -hmm. the government uh -huh. you have a general duty clause where you are obligated as an employer to keep your workplace reasonably safe right. you also have okay. basic standards of negligence where you have to make sure that your employees aren't a risk to the public to other people and if you know or should have known that you have some information about this person that could put the public at risk that is going to be on you and who gets to decide that well it's it's going to be manager in hr right it's not the manager's usually going to trigger the hey we found out this person's in jail and then you're going to work with right. hr and they're going to have to make that actual assessment but as patty said your number one concern when you find out this information is safety Yes. Yeah. It, it's safety as far as and we're not just talking about clients or customers. It's the coworkers, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's them right. coming back into the, into the workforce. And if there are concerns there based on the charges, then you have to address those. So safety is number one. Okay. Let's take a hypothetical. Let's makes say, a lot of, I mean, it makes a lot yeah, of, let, of course. Let's say yeah. Becca was arrested for uh, a felony assault with a weapon. Um, and right. so she's like, okay, I'm going to be back at work. And, and, People hear about it and people are scared. A lot of times you get employees saying, I don't want to work with her pending the outcome of this. I'm scared. Right. Um, she pulled a gun on somebody. Right. So she got charged yeah, with aggravated I, I assault. Now we want her to come back. Right. Like, I don't, yeah. even though that's the yeah. charge and she's innocent until proven guilty, there are still what are some they? concerns that the employee, the coworkers are going to have and you, yeah. should, you should have. Right. You're like, Hey, I really am sorry I got these to you late, Becca. Um, I, I really, I'll never do it again. Exactly. Hi, Becca. I my email. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm the public defender. I've defended hundreds of cases, but there is a difference between defending a case against a prosecutor versus as an employer, you're looking at these issues differently. You're not judging Her. whether you're going to put them in jail or take away their liberty. You're thinking, are they safe to come back to work? That's your concern. And if I bring them back, if it, people don't feel safe, do I then lose other workers? Right. Because no, I want right. this person right. back. 
Okay, so this is where it gets really complicated, Jack. And you have to make a decision, regardless of whether it's a crime or not, with yeah. what they did off-duty is something that puts others at risk. And regardless of what other people are complaining right. about, you have to make that decision as a company independent. And so what I recommend you do is you're going to have to fact-find. You're yeah. going to okay. have to look into it. Get yeah. the probable cause affidavit, if you can. That's usually the charging. Mm -hmm. Jeff, maybe you could explain the PC affidavit y a yeah, little bit. So so the probable cause affidavit is what the state needs to actually, it's, it's showing the judge that there's enough evidence that they more likely did not committed the crime. Um, mm. And then that's grounds for an arrest, right? To detain right. the person. And it gives um, you a lot of information. There's it some does. witness statement information. You could see what happened. Yeah, uh, it has right. to have the so elements it's of the it's crime. document. Right, it has to have right. enough information to show that the elements of the crime occurred. And so there's a lot of information yeah. in that. And you should be able to get that. And when we say get it, I mean you tell Becca, Becca, we're putting you on administrative leave yes. without pay until we look into this. Right. We're not punishing okay. you, but we're going to put you on admin leave for the safety of all concerned. And you need yeah. to provide us uh, a probable cause affidavit, a police yep. report. Sometimes that's a little more difficult it's a little to, harder get. to get. Um, yeah. And we also want to interview you because we want to know what happens not because we're judging you whether you committed a crime. We're determining whether you're safe to be put back pending the outcome of this trial. Mm -hmm. That is what I recommend. It is absolutely reasonable for an employer to require that type mm -hmm. of due diligence and fact-finding and documentation production. And the thing I would mm -hmm. say, and you mentioned this just now, but I would just want to reemphasize it, is a lot of employers get, they're like, oh, they're coming back to work. Uh, what do we do? We have to do it immediately. We have to terminate or we right. have to let them back in. We have to make that decision immediately. Panic. It's, no. Put them on administrative leave unpaid. Smart. Mm -hmm. Buy yourself some time to figure it out. Right. You can always do that. You don't have to just bring them back in or fire them immediately. Right. Instead of making like a snap moral judgment uh, either way of they got to go or let's pretend it didn't happen. Right. So step one. Put them on admin leave. Step two. Okay. Do a fact-finding investigation. Okay. I have a lot of employers contact um, Jeff or me to do the fact-finding for them. And I think that's yes. a, that actually is a smart move because it yes. takes them out of the emotion. We're more a Switzerland looking at mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, then you get rid of some of those subjective feelings of knowing someone and the biases. Um, but <laughs> They're not getting wrapped up in like the true crime <laughs> feel of their own <laughs> right, investigation. Right. Um, I <laughs> their see, own sleuthing. Uh, really, <laughs> I see so much bias and then also they get all excited. Yeah. Yeah. into it and um makes sense to just get someone to get the facts give them to you so you can actually make the decision with more of a clear head you're not as wrapped up in that but what i want managers to understand in hr who are listening is you cannot put your head in the sand right one of the challenges you'll have when you do your fact finding to determine if that employee's safe, not if they're guilty, but if they're safe right. to work, is that they are typically represented by a, a defense attorney for their criminal charge. You know, obviously right. we hope they're represented right. and not representing themselves. But that attorney may not want them disclosing, yes, I did this and I'm so ashamed and I'm so sorry. They will be uncomfortable with HR being involved and right. asking questions about okay. the crime. And I get right. that because I always advise my clients um, when I was doing defense work, don't talk to anyone about your case and you do not want them making admissions, uh, A, right. to law enforcement, B, to their employer, because all of a sudden right. what HR could be called to testify and say, yeah, they said they did and they felt really bad about it. And so <laughs> I get I get that. Um, yeah. But they're two separate a, things. As a defense <laughs> attorney, but they are two separate things. Hmm. Okay. Most of our policies state 
that you have to participate as a condition of your employment in any investigation that we're conducting. And so if the person decides to, based on their advice of their defense attorney, not to be interviewed, then you can discipline or separate employment based on that policy and that requirement. Because they're they're not just... They're deciding not to be of any assistance with just getting more information about something that affects everybody in the company. Exactly. You know, a few tips I also want to pass along to managers. I would definitely have a policy that requires employees to disclose an arrest within 24 hours of occurring. And if they don't Hmm. disclose it, because a lot of people don't want to tell you. The reason you have it in there is not just because you're nosy. It's because you want to assess safety for the workplace. Yeah. Okay. The other thing is, is that if their charge pertains to something that they do, and we see this mostly with DUIs and people losing their driving privileges, um, you do not have to to accommodate them um, and find them a new position because they've lost their license because they refuse to do the breathalyzer test or they, they have a pending DUI. Right. So then if, they, if they're in that situation, yeah, you don't have to go above and beyond to help them out. They lost their privilege to do their job because right. they, they lost their license. They can't perform their job. Right. Correct. Yeah, but it's, it's interesting how many defendants, people who are accused of a crime, say, well, you need to accommodate me while I'm, I have my license suspended yeah. or you need to. Hmm. And it's like, no, this isn't a medical accommodation. You were right. We're a crime. <laughs> installing a breathalyzer <laughs> on the company van is not an accommodation we're going to do. Right? Why don't you take a step back, Gary, and, and listen to what you're asking me to do? <laughs> the other thing is, is you're doing a fact finding um, you have to keep all that information confidential. You have to tell your employees to stop gossiping mm. because you don't want things to get out of hand and they can very well get out of hand very quickly. That could get really Right, toxic. and so you really need to lock things down. And then in your fact finding, absolutely keep all that information confidential. Again, just going back to it, Monday morning mugshot, you are going to have to do something. Don't put your head in the sand. Yep. Ultimately, mm-hmm. you may have to keep that person on unpaid administrative leave till the outcome of the trial. You may decide to terminate or you may find that this is not job related and not putting anyone at risk to, to the extent mm-hmm. that you reasonably can determine and put them back at work. I don't envy anyone who would be in this position. Difficult. This just sounds not fun. But it happens. It happens. Yeah. It's something that people have to know how to handle. Yeah. And and Jeff and I do these all the time. So feel free to reach out if you want us to do a fact finding. We're not criminally trying them. We're just doing a safety due diligence fact finding to protect the organization. Hmm. So absolutely. thank you guys. What a light little topic. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Becca. You had a rough weekend. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for joining us. It's an interesting topic. It's a f- common topic, and uh, yeah. reach out to us if you have issues or questions about it, because we'd love to answer them. Yeah. Or Thank help. you, guys. Okay. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. All right. Talk week. to you later. Mayhem free. Yeah. Mayhem free, baby. This upcoming Monday, September 5th, is Labor Day, so we'll be taking the day off. We'll be back on September 12th with a new episode, so have a relaxing, mayhem-free Labor Day weekend, and we'll see you on the 12th. Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely meant for your educational and informational purposes. The podcast should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from an attorney licensed in your state. Please be aware that listening to lawyers can cause side effects such as migraine, self-doubt, and also maybe cure insomnia. But you know what? Trust your judgment where you're not your mom.